SLC Punkcast, and this is Dustin, and I know everything's all out of order. We didn't even start the show off right, but that's because Eric is not able to join me on this particular episode. What I did was able to get an interview with uh, Marcus of Foreign Legion, amazing band, uh, been around so long, and we're going to discuss that here in a moment. But uh, Eric was unable to join, and on this particular episode, the interview is about 40 minutes long, and I just wanted it to, to have its own thing, because we're going to play a handful of Foreign Legion tracks, and then I thought, why not play some tracks that we talked about from some of the other bands with so many splits that Foreign Legion did, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to get into this, we're going to talk about Foreign Legion, we're going to listen to some Foreign Legion tracks. And then we are going to get into the interview here in a moment. So we'll do a couple tracks first, give you an idea. If you're unfamiliar for some strange reason with the band Foreign Legion, then we are going to make you familiar with the band Foreign Legion. So first up, we're going to get into an album that they put out just a few years back. It's not very old, you know, all things considered, considering the band's prolific history, being around for about 37 years. Uh... They put out the album Always Working Class back in 2016. A great album. We'll talk more about all the albums and where you can get them and what's coming back out and all of those type of things in the interview coming up. But first up, I want to get to some music from the band. So let's get into a track from that album, Always Working Class. And it's going to be This Is Our Music, great track. We're going to talk about this specific track and some other tracks throughout the interview. Uh, let's give you a sample of what we're going to get into. Let's get into the track. This is our music. The band is Foreign Legion. Enjoy. <laughs>
track and then we're gonna do the interview great interview I, I love talking to any punk bands anybody that's ventured out and done you know something that we love the the scene the the traveling the writing the music the everything as we find in all the interviews that we do here but bands that have been around for as long as foreign legion has been around and for as long as marcus has been around have seen so much traveled Played with so many great bands, done so many great things, and we're about to get into that. So I hope you enjoy the interview. It's going to come up right after this track. We're going to pl start playing a couple new tracks. We're going to sandwich the interview with a couple new tracks, new being their newest release, which is Back to Basics. But you'll find out in the interview that there's more new on the horizon. So off of Back to Basics, which came out in 2018, which was also on Violated Records, great record label there, it is... She's a punk. We talk about it in the interview. You got to check out the music video. It is really great. If I haven't shared it already on uh, our Facebook page, I definitely will. I've seen it a handful of times. Animation is awesome. Again, the track came out two years ago. It also appears on Oi! The Tape Volume 2, but it's on their new one, Back to Basics. And you got to check out the music video. It goes great. I wish I could show you the music video, but we're not a video show here anyway. Go over to POW TV, and I'll really get that one going before too long. Now, here on SLC Punkcast, we're going to play She's a Punk. Again, this is Foreign Legion. Enjoy the interview. We'll see you on the other side. Rings on her fingers, bells on her toes. She loves the music wherever she goes. She's a punk. She's so neat. She's a punk, and she loves the beats. She's still the same Punk rock music in her brain Biker jackets, sluts and badges Bonded trousers covered in badges Walks through the town with her head held high Hair so big it touches the sky Biker boots upon her feet Shaded eyes in the punk rock streets <laughs> 
loves the news and whenever she goes She's a punk, she's so neat She's a punk and she loves the news Joining me now from Foreign Legion, Marcus, thank you for taking the time for this interview. Looking forward to getting to learn more about your band, Foreign Legion. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your band, the history of the band? I, um, I formed uh, a band called um, Society in uh, South Wales in uh, 1978. And uh, we, we just had a couple of, a batch of our own numbers and we were playing um, uh, a lot of Clash covers, we was. We done it. We done it for about uh, three shows, and then um, and then we formed a band called uh, Dead and Rival. We released a four-track uh, demo tape. Uh, two of the tracks come out on um, the the infamous um, On the Streets uh, compilation, which uh, done really well in um, the UK. I don't think it done anything really in the United States or uh, uh, Europe uh, side of life. And um, obviously, we were seeing on some of our posters that uh, people were putting DOA. So uh, we, obviously, the Canadian band DOA, there's a bit of complication and everything. So in March 1984, we decided it was the same lineup. We decided to change change the name of the band from Dead and Rival to uh, Foreign Legion. The, re the reason for the change of uh, uh, to Foreign Legion was. Uh, our actual train track is the last uh, stop on the uh, the valleys line, so we just said that uh, we are foreign to the rest of uh, uh, <laughs> to the UK, and then we just added the legion to it. So, so foreign legion came about in March uh, 1984, and uh, we played right up until um, 1992, and then we had a few uh, personal reasons, and uh, people wanted to play like a different style and. 
etc. And we, so we just decided that's it on the, the gig in front. But we obviously we keeping in touch and uh, writing songs. And then we come back in 1999 and uh, recorded a four-track four uh, demo tape for a new EP, which is uh, released by Upstarts Production uh, in New York. It came out on black and green vinyl. And it was actually recorded in the where the Manic Street Preachers recorded their first ever single in a place called uh, Valley's Town called Blackwood in South Wales. That's great. A couple follow-up questions to those. Did you Have you ever played any shows with DOA from Canada? No, but we've, we've seen them. And what's a crazy story, my brother actually lives in Vancouver, <laughs> and he was, in a bar one, he was in a bar one night, and he was having a drink with, a, I think it was one of the original drummers of uh, DOA. Awesome. Well, that's great. That's a, cra- that's a crazy story. <laughs> and then those original four tracks from your Dead on Arrival, which is yeah. still Foreign Legion. Did you guys, were those tracks that you guys ever re-recorded as or released at, anyway as Foreign Legion? Or were those tracks that you played at live shows by chance? Or did you guys just kind of move on from those tracks? We moved, we moved on. Three of the first... Um, uh, tracks that we done in 1999 actually come out a video was um, filmed for us three tracks and it was um, produced by Mick Jones for the Clash. Wow! So hopefully we we, we there is um, there is a a 20 year delay. <laughs> but we we've actually got we've actually got the tapes and obviously we need to get them up on uh, YouTube YouTube for the rest of the world to see you know absolutely definitely want to look into that that the, is the, the track the tracks are the tracks are mick done was a track called where's johnny gone wake up and a song called jump excellent well that that's really cool uh i, I think i heard you talk about that you just did uh, another podcast recently and uh I, I think you included that information in there yeah mick mick um i give him I give him all the um, the demos because I used to see him at I used to see him regular at football up in uh, London. Okay. And then and then on a Wednesday night uh, the uh, the phone went and uh, the guy said this is uh, Mick Jones and I nearly dropped the phone. I thought somebody's just winding me up. <laughs> but uh, it was he said he wanted to do um, a video footage for the, he said he really enjoyed he said he very catchy very tuneful. And uh, Mick's uh, nan actually come from um, South Wales. When they when they done the the gig with the Pistols in South Wales, um, Mick done the sound check and he went off to uh, have a cup of tea in with his nan. <laughs> that's 70, 76, 77. Wow, that's awesome. I, I'm probably going to walk over questions that I'm going to get to later, but while I'm thinking about it, I want to ask, uh, thinking about bands who are as prolific as yours, having been around so long and created so many tracks and releases, and, and kind of a, as a follow-up to that uh, f- original four tracks, are, are there tracks from your early days in the, the mid-'80s up until the 90s that you guys still play at shows, or are, are the regulars that, that you would pro- play, or do you focus more on your you know 2000 and on material? We focus basically on the the 2000 uh, side of it, but we actually still play um, the first uh, single, which was uh, released in eight, uh, 85, called uh, released a track called uh, "Message from Nowhere." 
Excellent. That's and the deal, the, the deal, the deal for the pressing and the the contract for the single on Renter Racket Records was actually done in the Hundred Club in Oxford Street in London. That is awesome. That's really cool. Uh, it made me think. I've got a poster on my wall of the twenty-year Rancid anniversary. Happened to be the same as the forty-year Coxbar. Uh, uh, anniversary and they did shows in I believe London and San Francisco respectively together and Rancid when they had uh, anniversaries I think it was like a 20 or 25 year anniversary for an outcome the wolves played those that that whole album in its entirety is that something that you would look at doing is playing some of those original tracks maybe at a specific show most definitely Lars is a good friend of the band Excellent. And uh, he told me we played with the old firm Casuals um, on uh, two occasions. And uh, he said to me that um, he's got most of those, most of those CDs and those singles. That's great. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's good stuff. I've been listening just in the last couple of days because I've listened to so much of your material and you have so much, but I wanted to keep a, a lot of it fresh in the mind as well. And there is, there's a lot, and we'll get into more. I'm going to just start jumping into questions because all the follow-up questions, I think I'm going to start walking over questions that I, I, I do want okay. to ask. So uh, the band has been around for 37 years. And yes, coming come in, in March now, ne next year. Right, and there was a little hiatus, like you said, kind of in the middle, but still, that's how long ago yeah. you started. And you yeah. have the amount of material that backs having been a band that long. Yeah. Uh, but for you individually, have you been in any other bands since you got you went from uh, Dead on Arrival, Foreign Legion? Have you participated in any other projects yourself? Seventy-eight. I was in a band called Society. Okay. And then Dead on Arrival, and then I've been in been in Foreign Legion since nineteen eighty-four. Excellent. Uh, up until this year, specifically, uh, really big into live shows. I like going. I, I like the experience. And I think that's something that the punk scene really has going for it is the the, the live shows and, and, and the people involved. What is the best show that you have played or what is the best festival or one of each? Basically, I've really we've really thoroughly enjoyed all shows. We've played. We've played every. We've played every church hall, every toilet in South Wales throughout <laughs> the throughout the years. Uh, we've enjoyed the shows, and we played in fifteen different countries. Obviously, obviously, the night in CBGB's New York. Right. Uh, unbelievable show with Major Accident and APA and uh, the Templars. Roger come down to see us from um, Agnostic Front. Right. The show. I brought. I brought, uh, I brought uh, Joe Strummer to uh, uh, our hometown. And uh, during the sound check, we borrowed uh, Joe's uh, amp, and uh, our guitarist blew Joe Strummer's amp up. <laughs> there's, there's not many. There's not many people can say that. Exactly. I, I'm sure that there's uh, might be he, one. He took it well. He took it well, and he he, he offered us and to go to the after show party. And on on that night, um, Xander played from the Circle Jerks, Lonnie Marshall on bass, and Jack Irons is on drums. Wow. That would have been so awesome. So that was an amazing show. Um, Joe Strummer and the Mascaleros played played in my town. I organized I organized a show for Cox Barra. I think it was around about um, three three year back, and the tickets were supposed to be in three hundred people. But we, we in a small venue we rammed four hundred and fifty people in there. Wow, <laughs> that, so that would have been awesome. So obviously the obviously the show in CBGB's uh, was unbelievable. 
Beulah the East Coast uh, shows, Philadelphia, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, um, Rhode Island. Oh, and the show in Boston, we've done a matinee show in Rost, uh, Boston by the Red Sox uh, Stadium. And next door, we walked in and the Dropkicks were filming uh, video and they stopped filming. And the next thing, the Dropkicks were on our mixing desk. Wow, that's awesome. And they said that, they said uh, the Boston crowd are very, very cold towards um, British bands, but they said you were set. You actually, you really, really warmed up the Boston crowd. That is awesome. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, we're big cool. friends with the Dropkicks. We played with them twice, and uh, Matt Kelly is a big friend, and uh, he collects most of our vinyl and CDs. And when they come over, it's it's good for us to meet up with them. And uh, but we done we're big friends with the Cockney Rejects. We've actually done we done twenty five shows throughout the years with um, wow. the UK subs. Uh, Charlie's Charlie's a great friend of the band. We played with the Casualties. We played five shows with um, Antinoli. We done six shows with Stiff Little Fingers. We played with the Misfits, Nine Nine Nine, Vice Squad, Ruts DC, Crone Gen. Done five shows with the Test Two Babies, uh, Agnostic Front. We played twice with the old firm Casuals. We've enjoyed all shows. You know, we played the local bands. We played we played the um, Promote Chaos Festival in Atlanta, Georgia, with uh, the Warriors, Antinoa League, Test Tubes. The Craze, we played with the Craze. We played with the Breakaways, Terminus City from Atlanta. We've been very, very lucky and fortunate enough to be played um, the Rebellion Festival on seven occasions. We played the Holidays in the Sun Festival. We played Punk and Disorderly in Berlin Festival. At the Rebellion Festival is the biggest punk festival in the world. Right. Uh, 7,000 people and 28 different nationalities visit there for the, the, the five days and the set up, the bands, and it's one big party. It's one big uh, family, like a party. And the, the merchant side, uh, side of life as well is just uh, second to none. That is fantastic. Just so many great bands, including yours, all all of those names that you were just listing there, and, and so many great places to play. Uh, on, on top of that, do you prefer playing festivals, or do you prefer playing, you know, touring and playing venues like the smaller in- indoor shows? Don't don't mind that. Basically, as you sort of like grow up and you get in, you get into it more and everything. Obviously, we we like we like to have the feel of everything that it you know is fine. You got a you got a you got a good stage set up. We're not too bothered about the lighting sort of show system. But obviously, you got to have a good you got to have a good PA behind you. And uh, like we used to play old pubs, and you have people trampling over your leads and beer tipping all over your amps in the early days. <laughs> and uh, you know, but obviously, as you sort of grow up and you grow into it, obviously. The, 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 obviously, I would say to you, the better the setup, the better the sound, the better the gig. Excellent. That that's awesome. When it comes down to it, do you prefer, uh, you know, at this stage, uh, the 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 scene that you were just describing, the the smaller venues where people might be walking all over each other, or do you prefer maybe the the larger stage, because uh, you know some bands prefer to do you know a, a whole tour of maybe small hole in the wall venues or do you just prefer the the standard you can pack more people in and more people can come see you don't don't mind any of the venues really but ob- obviously 
we we've sort of come out of the 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 local pub so, sort of thing where there's no stage set up. It it's smaller venues, obviously, which which have got a stage, and obviously you get the festival side of it. Of obviously, the, the stage is a a a pretty big, you know, pretty yeah. massive. Like, yeah, I, I think from the me being you know more the the fan the fanboy of of so many great bands that I I would picture that you know doing the maybe small tours or tours with a couple bands is great but that going to that festival because you would get to go you play your set but then there's probably you know so many other stages and if you can stay for multiple days and just see so many other great bands while you get to go play your set yeah. too basically what you got to do you got to try and fill in the program and <laughs> decide which bands you're actually going to see and what times and what times you're actually going to sit down and have, have a meal. Right. That's the have thing. A, have a, have a, you can't keep going all day. No. Because you'd be absolutely drained. You'd be absolutely whacked. Absolutely. I, I've done, uh, obviously not this year, but punk rock bowling here in, in near me anyway, Las Vegas, only about six hour drive. Yeah. 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 That one, the last few years, I've gone down and. Uh, at least two or three of the days are like 13, 14 hours, and yeah. I am just wiped out by the end of it. And you're, you're right, wiped, wiped out. You got to figure out when and where, and they really only have two stages going on at a time, and then you know, yeah. post show bands or uh, uh, you know, after show going on, and then at Rebellion, I was actually planning on going this year. Uh, looking at tickets and everything back in January, and then all of this happened, so I didn't go, and that would have been my first. So I'm hoping to get to go yeah. next year. But the last few years, I look at those lineups, and you have like 10 to 12 stages going on. And you're right; you have to look at like I want to go. Yeah. I want to see this one. I want to see this one because they're going to overlap, and you're not going to get to see yeah, everybody. You, you walk. You walk into the main area in um, in Blackpool. And on t to the left-hand side, you've actually got the new introduction stage, which is uh, the newer bands that are coming through. And uh, there's, you, you probably fit in a couple of hundred then in that stage. And then you've got the old opera house, which is like um, like the old cinema. Um, okay. Seat in, the opera stage. In the middle end with the merchandises, you've got the pavilion stage. Downstairs on the left end, you've got the arena stage. And obviously then you've got the famous... Uh, actual ballroom which obviously they used to do the dancing there years and years ago you know right um the the main the ballroom and then out you got um you got downstairs uh stages as well and obviously it obviously it starts on thursday you got uh all the stages running thursday all the stages running friday saturday and then uh throughout the sunday you know you've got the acoustic stage as well right which is like uh, chill out area you've got all uh, different bars you've got all meal places and uh, obviously if you if you wanted to chill out you could, obviously you could have a walk down to the, the fairground or you could obviously go go and have fish and chips down the down the beach area <laughs> that is awesome i can't wait i, I hope uh things change a bit and, and that does happen this I, next year that would be i great. know that would be really great. The live shows, I miss them. I can't wait to get back to them. I know. It's, uh, it's sad, sad times. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe on a better note, like I said at the beginning, you guys have been very busy, especially your, your 2000 until now period where you have several releases, splits, uh, you know, full-length split albums, 
regular just LPs of yourselves, EPs of yourselves, EP splits, just so many releases, so much material. Just in the last few years, you've got two LPs, two EPs, one of those, well, actually two of them were splits. Uh, do you guys have anything coming up? Uh, we're hopefully, hopefully to go, go in the studio now in January. Excellent. To do a, to do four tracks bit with uh, Paris Violence from uh, France. There's a batch of tracks there ready to record uh, a new album. We've got uh, we've got an album deal. Uh, there's no, obviously no rush, but we, we can see how the situation is with live shows next year. Sure. But obviously we can concentrate on uh, uh, studio work. Excellent. And just, just see how things develop, you know. That's great. So you have... Uh, you know, Back to Basics is your most recent release that came out in 2018, and you've already done a split yeah. with Paris Violence, which I'll, I'll ask you more about splits here in a moment. I don't want to get sidetracked. You had uh, Always Working Class in 2016. Both of those LPs were yeah. great. And then you had splits with The Shame that came out in 2015. And yeah. Last yeah. Rough Cause in 2017. So now you're going to be doing yeah. a split with Paris Violence. I actually picked up yeah. that split from The Shame not obviously not this year, but last year uh, I went and saw the shame okay. out in Texas, and I got that yeah. split from them. Yeah, because they still had copies yeah. of it, which is really awesome. Yeah, uh, we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves doing the uh, splits, and I think it, I think it goes to show that um, our knowledge of the scene is is, um, is good. Obviously, because we're working with bands from all over the world. Right, and it's a sim. Is obviously we obviously we done it first. But it's a similar type of thing as what the drop kicks done, doing splits. Yes, so we done, many. You know, we we yeah, we done we done uh, we done splits with uh, the district from Germany, uh, Riot Company from Germany, uh, Paris Violence from France. We done the Cryo Legion album with Major Accident. Uh, we done the split with the Sledgebacks from Seattle. We done uh, a split with Suburban Lockdown. I think they based out of Florida. Um, the Shamer from. Uh, Oklahoma, and it's. I think it goes to show that the, the knowledge of the band and uh, is is showing that the band is obviously known, right? You know, world worldwide, right? You know, that's going to lead me into the next question. I mean, she's a punk was on Back to Basics, but you guys were also, I think it was Oi the Tape Volume Two uh, yeah. as well, and that's where that track can also be found. And you guys yeah. are on compilations and splits, and, and you're right. I mean, that's ten different bands splits, there, uh, and actually, there's it's so more. many. There's, there's so many tracks on compilations. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't give. Obviously, I would say, throughout the years, the tape, tapes, like uh, in places like uh, in Peru and Malaya and Australia, um, I'd say there's thirty or forty different tracks. I've actually gone out on compilation tapes, compilation CDs, um, compilation albums. I know that um, this is our music is coming out on Punk Boots um, LP compilation, which will be released in March on, uh, I think it's something like a marble orange uh, vinyl. Awesome. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, we've given permission for um, a label out in uh, Moscow in Russia to release the... Um, Back to Basics on uh, cassette and the Sledgebacks uh, split on cassette. Obviously, for the, the like the Russian market and the uh, the Chinese uh, market, people still got cassettes there. And I think it's becoming 
more and more popular, you know. I think um, I think the cassette, uh, I think Always Working Class is going to come out on cassette in um, in Colombia. Wow. And the possibility of it being released in uh, Milan as well, in um, Indonesia as well. That is awesome. So, the 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 album we done, which was produced by Mick Jones, uh, "What Goes Around Comes Around." Uh, in two thousand two, we give permission to Jimmy Jazz Records, and that actually came out on cassette as well. For uh, it was released in Poland. That is, it's amazing. Just you rattling off of all those things. How is that? Yeah, keep you up what, with that? Basically, what you got to do? Basically, what basically got you? What you got to do? You just you you just got to think and think like. People like the way they like the music. Maybe people like a cassette, which is each to their own. Maybe people like vinyl. Maybe people like CDs, or people like to download. Right. You can't slag it. You can't slag it off. You just got to accept it, and that's the way of people. You're in music. I, I agree, and uh, I'm definitely one. I, I like something tangible. A lot of years ago, you know, for me. For my age, anyway, I got into cassette tapes first, and then CDs, and then, uh, you know, downloading became easier. And I still yeah, yeah. buy so much on digital just because I can carry so much music with me around and listen to it. But I always yeah. want the tangible, and I love the vinyl. You know, cassettes. I haven't got back into cassettes, but the guy that used to do the show with me, he did, and I know several other people that are getting back into cassettes. But I definitely got into vinyl once I started doing the podcast here about four years ago. And I just uh, yeah. gained such a great appreciation for what, first, what they can do with the vinyl and how they can make it go, you know, just from your simple, sleek looking black to just as you described, all the various colors. And, and that's an art yeah. in and of itself. But then all the album covers, bands do so such a great work with album covers yeah. and, and the vinyl yeah. gives it brings it to life it's almost like you have yeah. works of art you can just decorate all over your walls yeah yeah i don't know if you've seen the cover for um light to the end of the tunnel uh i haven't not offhand not a full length version or a full size okay yeah i'm looking at it oh yeah that's awesome light to the end of the tunnel is basically what we say and obviously um 1984, we were smashed by the Tory government. Um, basically, all Valley's people, the family members were actually working in the collieries, mines. My dad was a miner. My grandfather was a miner. Uh, the steelworks and the ironworks, and basically the Valley's and most of the parts of the UK were smashed. Uh, they just wanted to shut shut everything down. So what we actually say in there is a miner with a shining sword, right. which is giving hope and, hope and strength for the future. That is awesome. It is a great album cover there. Question I think I was getting to, so I don't want to forget to ask. So you have the the video that you put out for She's a Punk. Just barely came yeah. out just a couple weeks ago. It's only been, yeah. what, maybe three yeah. weeks. And it is awesome. Yeah. Animation in it is fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are welcome. It, it turned out great. I really enjoyed it. I've seen the video, I think, three times already. And Thank you. Uh, I, I was curious, do you have any future plans or any plans for any other specific tracks that you've already put out, such as, you know, She's a Punk came out about two years ago. Do you have any other tracks that you've already released or are you, you know, any of these that you're working on now to record? Do you have anything in mind for videos? Obviously the new songs now, obviously we'll have time because I, 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 I we're unsure on the live uh, circuit at the moment. 
and obviously we can spend time on one of the new tracks and and, and uh, do, you know do a new video you know right well i think regardless of if it has the fantastic animation like that or whatever you do it'll be great I, i'm definitely looking forward to it with your splits so we did talk briefly about those you've done 10 so far there's several yeah. bands because one of them was a four-way split and yeah you, you've done so many plus you have your your first second split meaning the first band that you're going to do a split with the second time with paris violence sounds like that will be coming up you know and a quick side note before i ask the question is i love splits i think they're great uh you get to you know a band you're familiar with like for me foreign legion and then several of those bands even those some of those that were american bands that you've been in splits with i hadn't come across before but now i'm going to listen to them because i want to hear the tracks from your band on the split and so that's why i really like splits yeah it's just amazing you know it was fantastic right i i just so great because like you pointed out dropkick murphy's they've done some splits and, and a lot of bands that have been around for you know 37 years <laughs> they've yeah. done some splits but i think you guys have done so many splits and it is so great yeah. and a lot of great bands you know like i say some of them i'm not familiar with and funny enough it's some of the ones that are here in the u.s are the ones that i'm not familiar with besides the shame but uh, a lot of the other European bands that I was familiar with, but still great bands. Yeah. Paris Violence is great, so that's a great band to do another split with. Yeah, and we're looking forward to it. How do you choose which bands to do a split with? Do you reach out? Do they reach out to you? Or do you, how does that come about obviously, just generally? Obviously, we're in contact with them, and obviously um, the, the labels, the follow it up, you know? Right. Is that? So that's, that's, that's the way it works, you know? Um, I don't think we clock the bands if they if they like a like a hardcore band like a ska band or like a punk <laughs> band or we, we we don't we don't go into that but I think uh, obviously we we're in touch with the bands and I think the label the contact the bands you know and uh, we just all set everything set up then perfect that, that's cool so we we talked briefly about uh, maybe some tracks that stood out to you in your previous iteration before two thousand. Uh, with so much of the material coming out since 2000, uh, when the band got back together, are, are there any tracks, albums, EPs, which stand out to you uh, post-2000? Is there any that are like, hey, that was just, we were on all cylinders and we loved it, or does anything specific stand out to you? Well, the, bre- the breaking news for you is that um, the first album, which came out in 1987, which was on um, Captain Oi Records, uh, welcome to Fort Zindanoff. It's actually in the press implant in uh, the USA, and it's coming out on pink, purple, and uh, red vinyl. Awesome. And it's by uh, Puke and Vomit Records in the USA, and then the early singles and the demos is also coming out on LP as well, in various color vinyl. And uh, what I've been told is that um, there's a lot of record stores in, in America uh, are pre-ordering at the, at the moment. That is awesome. That is great they, news. They can't, wait, they, can't, they, they can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I am with them. I can't wait for it either. That's pretty great. Do you have any favorite track or favorite release in the entirety of Foreign Legion? Is there anything specific that stands out to you as a favorite? The only thing I, the only thing I say to you, Blair, is I love, basically, I love doing all tracks. Okay. But, but I think, obviously, the, the ones that we put in a live show... What are the 
what are the regulars? You know, you know, bands are going to have any band that's been around for as long as you. There'll be the tracks that were like the best for whatever reason or the best reception off of albums. And those typically follow to the next shows. And then you mix yeah, in the new it, tracks. What are what if you're on if you're on if you're on stage and uh, you play you play in the tracks, you can actually see and clock how they're actually going down with the, with the audience. So what you do then, you decide you take you you, you 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 take things out, or you move something up from playing it second, maybe put it into the middle of the set. Obviously, the favourites which go down, everybody shouts for it. Is uh, where's Johnny gone? Wow. Sunsets on Babylon. There ain't no punks in my town. This is our music. Start a war. She's a punk. And uh, I don't really like playing covers. We like to play all our own tracks. All depends how long all all depends how long our stage time is. Maybe we'll introduce a few covers. But I'd love we I really enjoy playing all our own tracks. You guys have so many tracks. I don't blame you, and you have so many great tracks. So why wouldn't you? I know. Uh, yeah. A follow up question I have then is on that note of splits. There's several bands that do splits where they will cover the other band's tracks. So. Yeah. Dogtown Rebels and Braindance just did that and released it this year. I mean, it's not an anomaly to have that happen. A lot of bands will do that, but they played a couple of the other band's tracks. Is that something you would consider doing in a split? Riot Company from Germany actually covered our track, There Ain't No Punks in My Town. So when we done the festival out in Germany, they called me up and I I done, I done vocals in a, in a, for There Ain't No Punks for, for them. That is awesome. That is really cool. On the note that you were talking about, noticing how the, the crowd is reacting to your tracks, I just did an interview with Pete and Lou from Sick of It All uh, maybe I about know. a month ago, and they mentioned that, uh, I can't even remember the album offhand, but there was a particular album, and they played some tracks, and they felt, based kind of what you were talking about, that it wasn't getting much of a reaction from yeah. the the crowd, and then... Yeah. Uh, when they released the next album, they didn't really include a lot of those particular tracks. But then the band or yeah. the people watching were like, hey, where are these tracks? They're like, well, we watched people before and we weren't yeah. really getting much out of it. Do, do you ever feel that yeah. way? Yeah, I think you got to feel I think you got to feel to it. You know, um, if you I think if you release an album and then you, 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 you're doing a big show, obviously, then I would say just slip in three new tracks. Three. New I ones. think I think you're pushing it too far if you. If you put about say, I know bands that have done it, probably put uh, seven or eight new tracks off off a, off a new album. Right. I think that the crowd reaction is that they like to hear some of the some some of the older material, you know. Right. The ones you're more familiar with, and and as I think about it, I think that's what Lou was getting at was that the tracks are new and people aren't as familiar with those. They want to hear the other ones. Yeah. And then by the next new album coming out, they're already familiar with yeah. those tracks. You weren't really getting the reaction from. Yeah. And so now yeah. that's why they're looking for those. That's probably, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's right. It's not rushed. You know, we take, um, obviously we take our time right in the set, you know, right. Obviously it's, it's obviously it's rehearsed and then it's uh, executed. Excellent. That is great. Uh, I look forward. I will. I can't wait to, to get to see your band. I know I'm going to because I'm going to be either there for Rebellion Fest. Uh, I'm definitely looking over to get over to the UK. I have never been, and it's definitely a place that I would like to go. I've been to France 
twice, but that's the only place uh, in Europe I've been so far. There's several I want to get to, and UK, I want to be there a couple uh, times at least. Uh, Az and Jenny from Rebellion were, you know, really work, working hard, and uh, obviously they're open for, for it to come through uh, next year with the, obviously the COVID and the virus. And, uh, but the tickets, obviously, people got tickets left over from last year and um, from this year. And obviously the tickets are, are selling really well, and uh, I try to help them as much as I can. You know, um, on the promotion side of it, I, you know, we we do a lot of work for the scene. You know, right? I push all, I push all shows, and obviously, like like you know, I said to you, we we've got contact all over the world. You know. Yes, you do. You could go anywhere and play anywhere, and I'm yeah. sure you draw a great crowd anywhere you go. The scene is massive, you know, and. Uh, I'm I'm very pleased and very proud and very happy to to be involved in the punk scene. I don't I don't think I could have gone to any other type of music, you know. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm with you on that, uh, absolutely. And before I ask you the last question, I'm just going to say a credit to you, based off of all the the releasings you have. I mean that list that you went across and how you manage, you know, where your tracks go and who has permission to reprint on vinyl and on tape and where in the world because the world is huge and you have that whole list plus all the compilations and there's just obviously way too many to name but that you can yeah. manage all of that and it's fantastic that you can because you have created so much but that is just fantastic and i want to say i appreciate all of the work that you put in because it, it does spread your music all over the place thank you very much appreciate that thank you very much and uh we've tried you know we're not Obviously, we're not the best band in the world, but uh, at the end of the day, you can't run anybody down for having a go. Right, and there are so many bands from, from doing the podcast. I already knew I liked a lot of bands, and one reason why I like doing the podcast so much is because I invest so much of my time because I enjoy it, but discovering so many bands. So Absolutely the best band amazing. in the world is subjective. Every person's going to have a different answer. But yeah. what we can be thankful for is that there are so many great bands and we don't have to pick a favorite. You don't need to be the best band. No, no. And it's just, yeah, it's you get to enjoy more and more and more. And there is just a plethora. You can never get to all of the bands that are out there. There's just not enough time because yeah. there's so many great bands to get out and check out. <laughs> i tell you a bit of a, a funny story. In uh, 1987, we had, we had five shows booked on the West Coast with um, Offspring. And wow. I, I was out one night playing football training, and Dexter Holland actually rang my house and spoke to my dad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and basically what happened, um, the promoters were called Alchemist uh, Productions uh, in L.A., and basically we even went as far as uh, writing a letter to the American Embassy in London. Uh, we had an official uh, letter off them telling us that we could, we could do the shows. But then uh, Alchemist Production then backed out on the the uh, flight arrangements. Oh man, that's too bad. So, so we would have had a show. We would have had shows with with the uh, offspring after after the show in '85 in London. I actually went to um, Joe Strummer's home in Ladbroke Grove in London. Wow, <laughs> that's another that's another story for you. That that's great. If there's anything else, because the last question, I just want to sum it up. If there's anything we've missed, what else should we know about you and Foreign Legion? Uh, the release, uh, Welcome to Fort Zindanoff, the first album, is coming out on lovely, lovely colored vinyl, uh, February. 
Uh, Cry of the Legion, the split with Major Accident is coming out on red and black uh, marble vinyl. Um, that should be out before Christmas. Uh, the demos and the, uh, the early days uh, single is actually coming out on album. And obviously the new 12-inch, we'll try and get it out as fast as we can. Uh, we've got official merchandise being printed in now in uh, Mexico, Colombia, Indonesia, uh, Germany. Anybody wants anything, uh, just get in contact with us. We've got a load of merchandise out, shirts, uh, badges, stickers, vinyl, CDs, mugs, beanie hats, scarves. Uh, just get in touch. Obviously, we, we, don't, we don't ignore everyone. We keep in contact uh, with everyone. And uh, just if you, if you want anything, check out Discogs, uh, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp. Went to YouTube. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. Yes. And um, everybody be safe. Everybody look after each other. Let's hope we can try and wipe out this uh, COVID because it's absolutely horrendous times. And people have lost uh, relatives and people have lost jobs. And hope is a brighter future and light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, coming out at the end of the tunnel together is definitely a, a, yeah. a good way. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking uh, as much time as you have with me. Uh, I really no appreciate it. No problem at all. It is no great. No problem. Thank, uh, thank I you look, very much for everything. You are very welcome, and I look forward to everything coming out. You guys have been so active, like I said, and, you, you know, you're – Two separate, uh, another split, uh, an LP, and those things are going to be in the works coming out, plus uh, repress. It's so much coming out, so uh, I can't wait for all of it. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you very much for everything, and uh, hope everything's okay there, and uh, good, luck with, good luck with the shows. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you again for joining. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs>
track there that's foreign legion start a war also off of back to basics what a great track and a quick shout out to the band as is right now marcus on vocals sid on drums simon on guitar dave on bass that's your foreign legion of 2020 thank you again marcus that was an awesome interview i hope you enjoyed it you might have to re-listen to it or rewind it a little bit to find out where to get all of the music, there's so many great places and so many things to check out. You can always go check out Bandcamp. Uh, some of it's there. Some of it's over on iTunes if you want it digitally. And just go follow them on their social medias. We'll uh, recap that here in a minute. Marks did a great job of just story time, punk rock story time, and I love it. And that's why we're doing this as a special episode, just like we did that Sick of It All one a couple weeks back. Just decided to make it its own episode, so I hope you're enjoying a bonus episode of SLC Punkcast this week. Episode 188 will come out in a couple days with Eric and I both on it, both with great music like we always put on. But here we're going to play one more track uh, from the band Foreign Legion. This time we're going to reach back a little further into their catalog, back to 2007, and we're going to listen to a track called Death Valley, or an album from an album called Death Valley. The track is called Sunset on Babylon. Really great track. As we were talking about in the interview, Marcus mentioned uh, you know numerous great songs that are at all their shows. These ones being those plus more. Get out there, check out more from Foreign Legion, and be on the lookout for all that cool vinyl that is coming our way. Follow them on the social medias. Let's listen to one more track here from Foreign Legion. Here's Sunset on Babylon. <laughs>
It's my destiny You know I will get there And together we'll be free You know I will get there It's my destiny tonight You know I will get there And everything will be alright But the blood red skies burn so bright I see your face shine so bright The blood red skies burn so bright The sunsets are Babylon tonight personal connection with people and it just cre- it creates a, a greater affinity for them and what they do. I already like Foreign Legion, but I've been listening to that band so much over the last couple weeks, uh, before the interview, since the interview, and such a vast catalog of music. Uh, go to Spotify as well. There's so much and so many places that you can check this band out. As you found out, during the interview, and they also have Instagram and Facebook pages. Just get out there, check them out. Uh, you can check out uh, Marcus. He is over there on Instagram, or not, maybe on Instagram, for sure on Facebook, sorry. Uh, misspeaking there a little bit. But I, I hope you enjoyed it. It's such great music and so much great stuff to check out and to talk about. Uh, definitely was my pleasure having him on the show. So special shout out to him and thank him for taking time to be on the show and answer all the questions I have and uh, give me some great story time because that's what it felt like for me is sit back and have some great punk rock story time and what better story time is there than that. You can also go check them out on their Foreign Legion 
Bandcamp page and at Foreign Legion Punk on Facebook and at Foreign Legion Punk uh, 1985, 1985 on Instagram. Check them out both there. Follow them. You'll, you'll be able to see all the merch and keep up with when any of the, the, the new records or vinyl represses and any of that stuff comes out. Follow them there. Follow them on the Bandcamp as well. And I'm sure there's several other places. If you need to, go back and listen to the interview. It was really good. And make sure you get out and check out that She's a Punk music video. It was outstanding. Let's get into the, the back end of the show here, even though we're way past the halfway point. But the back end of the show is we talked about several splits that they did. Let's include a few of those splits. Let's think about, talk about, enjoy. First up, we're going to play a couple of the, the bands they did splits with that I wasn't familiar with. So first up, Suburban Lockdown out of Florida. Cool band here. Uh, glad I got to check them out. That's, you know, as we were talking in the interview, a great thing about Split. So the Split with Foreign Legion, there's a track on it called Locked In, and this also came out in 2007, March 27th of 2007, the same as their album Death Valley, uh, as Foreign Legion's album Death Valley, that is. So from the Split that Suburban Lockdown did with Foreign Legion, let's check out Locked In. <laughs> Oh, it's a new song, because that's all you skits out there. Men and women alike, so we're all friends of mine. Take me to go out, talk to myself. Yeah, I'm my head. So I'm down the middle, don't know how to roll. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm out of my head. Locked in. 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 Loc
that was suburban locked or suburban locked down with locked in good stuff there cool band coming out of orlando florida here in the u.s another band they did a split with out of the u.s that i was not familiar with prior to uh checking out you know and going back deep down into that discography there of foreign legion is sledgeback so they're out of seattle sledgeback they did a split called reality bites and they did the split way back in 2010 so about 10 10 years ago a little over 10 years came out august 20th of 2010 let's check out off of the split they called reality bites not foreign legion because we played them just a little bit ago we're going to play the band sledgeback and we're going to listen to their track wait for tomorrow Sledgeback, the track is Wait For Tomorrow. Cool track, another cool band I was not aware of before a week ago. So another cool one to go check out out of Seattle up there in Washington. Next up, we're going to play a band I am very familiar with. The band originally formed back in 1977, and they were together until 86, and then reformed in 96. 
Great band, played them on the show before. They have a great discography as well. Major Accident, cool band coming to us out of Darlington, England in the UK. Not Wales, like Foreign Legion, but in Darlington. And good stuff here. They did a split. It was a split LP. The other uh, Sludgeback was actually a split LP, too. The Suburban Lockdown was a split EP. I believe I've got that right. And uh, the, the band here, Major Accident, split LP. Had quite a few tracks from each band. Came out in 2001, so shortly after Foreign Legion started putting music out again. They got back together in 99, as we heard in the interview. So one of the first releases after that, they did a split with Major Accident, two great bands. Let's listen to a track from Major Accident off of that split. It's called Step by Step. One, two, three, four. Yeah. 
Great track there from Major Accident. The track, again, being step-by-step. Step. Really awesome. I like that split. I hope you enjoyed that split. We are going to wrap this show up with one more track. And just as I told you during the interview, if you were listening, uh, I have uh, a vinyl already. But I plan to expand my connection or co collection here, expand my collection of uh, records from Foreign Legion. But one I do have already is the one from The Shame. So they did about five years ago with The Shame. Great split. It's called Oi! The International Street Punk League. Two tracks from each band, Nowhere Left to Hide and Our World Today from Foreign Legion. And on the back side, we have the band from Tulsa, The Shame. Great band. On an episode a while back, I played a track from each of them. It was probably about a year ago here, or not here, but over on uh, Punkanoi Worldwide. Did a vinyl episode, and I played Faded Glory from The Shame on that one and Nowhere Left to Hide from Foreign Legion. Here, we're going to check out the track from The Shame. It is called Crossing the Line. <laughs> enjoyed this episode pretty awesome i really enjoyed the interview marcus was fantastic uh, i really appreciate him taking the time and i appreciate everybody else who is still here checking out this episode great episode great special episode and like i said 188 will be here in a couple days hope you enjoyed this bonus episode at this great time of year uh gorge ourselves on holiday food and hopefully spending time with family at least one way or another and we can all at least get together and listen to some music and some great punk rock stories together that's it for this one i want to thank marcus again 
get out there. All the great guys there in Foreign Legion. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everybody. Chris, play the fucking outro.